welcome everyone to the first ever episode of the Hayden Remillard Sports Podcast. On today's episode, we are going to take a look at the NBA trade deadline, March Madness, the Sweet 16 got underway this past weekend, the Buffalo Sabres are on the verge of NHL history, and we'll take a look at some quick NFL news and finish with MLB opening day. So let's start with NBA trade deadline. It was a busy day for NBA teams, some more than others definitely, as is usually the case. I want to start with my favorite NBA team, the Toronto Raptors. They sent Norman Powell to the Portland Trailblazers for Gary Trent Jr. and Rodney Hood. Powell has been great this season. He's averaged 19.6 points per game. He has been with the Raptors his entire career. So as a Raptors fan, it really sucks to see him go. And I'm recording this on Monday. So last night we saw Norman Powell play the Raptors for the first time. It was obvious that the Raptors weren't going to be able to keep him past this season, right? So it made sense to move on from him. At the same time, it does suck because he was really developing into a really, really, really good player for the Raptors. But I'm glad that we were able to get something back for him rather than nothing at the end of the season. As for Trent, I think he'll be a nice addition to the team. So far, he's kind of been up and down. He wasn't very good in the game against Portland. He averages 15 points per game. And from everything else I've read, it looks like he'll be a good fit for this Raptors team. And I'm, I'm looking forward to both him and Hood having bigger roles on this team. The Chicago Bulls traded for Nikola Vucevic. They sent Otto Porter, Wendell Carter Jr., and two first-round picks. But I think this trade might be worth it. Vucevic is averaging 24.5 points per game, almost 12 rebounds per game, four assists per game. He's a great player, and hopefully if you're a Bills fan, uh, not a Bills fan, excuse me, a Bulls fan, this will help your team and hopefully get them into a playoff position. They are just sitting outside right now, I believe. The Denver Nuggets acquired Aaron Gordon and Gary Clark from the Orlando Magic in exchange for Gary Harris, RJ Hampton, and a first-round pick. I think the Nuggets are overpaying for a player like Gordon. Sure, he's good uh, to a point, but is he worth the two first-round picks is really what got me. I'm not sure, or the first-round pick, excuse me, to players. I'm not sure I'm not sure he's worth it. I do like the thought of him playing alongside Jokic and uh, Jamal Murray. Maybe this will turn out to be a good thing for the Denver Nuggets, but as of right now, I don't really see that being the case for them. A bit of an overpay for a player like Gordon. The Miami Heat acquired Victor Oladipo from the Houston Rockets in exchange for Avery Bradley, Kelly Olynyk, and I believe they are swapping draft picks as well. Miami is right in the middle of the Eastern uh, playoff spots, and adding Oladipo, who averages 21 points per game, 5 assists per game, and almost 5 rebounds, It'll just add another weapon to this this Heat team. I think from what I've watched of the Heat, I think Olenek plays a pretty big role or played a pretty big role on that team, so I'm sure they're going to miss him. Oladipo didn't want to stay in Houston. That's why they wanted to move him. He was offered a contract. He said no to that. So it was the right idea to move on from him anyways. And let's be honest, the Rockets aren't doing anything special this season. 
the Los Angeles Clippers add Rondo from the Hawks for Lou Williams, two second rounders, and Cash. I like Lou Williams and the role that he played for LA, but other than that, I don't I don't really have much to say. I think the the deal is what it is. Hopefully it works out uh, for both teams. Lou Williams, I believe, heads back home to Atlanta, and Rondo will hopefully add just another weapon for the Clippers in their in their playoff run. The Dallas Mavericks, they add JJ Redick, which <laughs> I love this move for the Mavericks, you know, get Luka some help. Reddick's an exciting player, and I think he'll be a good fit in Dallas. There were other deals, but I, I want to move on to other content as well, not just stick with NBA, and I don't want this to be terribly long. I want to talk about Kyle Lowry for a second. There were rumors that the Heat, the 76ers, lots of other teams were in on Kyle Lowry. And as a Raptors fan, of course I'm okay to see him stay. I'm fine if he leaves in the offseason or whatever and we don't get much out of it. He's the greatest Raptor of all time. And if that means I get to watch 20 however many more games, around 20, right, of Kyle Lowry in a Raptors uniform, I'll take that over even even a first-round pick. Uh, If the Raptors didn't like the deals that were being presented to them, I'm glad they didn't just pick one for the sake of making a deal. I think it was the right decision by the Raptors, in in conclusion, to keep Kyle Lowry. As I said, there were other deals, but I want to move on to March Madness, as I've got a lot to talk about here. The Sweet 16 kicked off this past weekend, and Saturday Saturday was the better day, I think. Uh, It started with 8-seed Loyola Chicago, facing off against 12-seed Oregon State. The game started out slow, it was 24-16 for Oregon State at halftime. Loyola just really couldn't get any of their offense that they've been able to get all season going, and that eventually led to their downfall. The final was 65-58 to for Oregon State. They obviously won their conference tournament and will advance to the Elite Eight for the first time since 1982. Beavers fans have been waiting for a long time for this, so I'm glad uh, their fans are going to enjoy it, and I've been, I've been enjoying watching the Beavers. Their jerseys, the black ones with the the, the orange, with the orange uh, letters and the orange logo, that those are pretty nice. I like those. Next up on Saturday was Villanova versus Baylor, and to be honest, Villanova is the only team that I haven't watched all tournament. They're just not exciting to me, and. I had a feeling Baylor was going to kind of pull away in this one, and they did end up winning by 11. Baylor's going to have it tough. They play the Beavers next, I believe. Oh, no, they, they play Arkansas coming up. That that could be a tough game for, for Baylor. I think Arkansas is a good team who we're going to talk about next uh, with Oral Roberts, their game, on, their game on Saturday. Oral Roberts almost did it again. If... If Max Abmus or Amos, however you say his last name, would have hit that shot at the end to win it, Twitter would have lost its freaking mind. I like Ar- Arkansas. I'm glad to see them advance. I think they can give Baylor a run for their money. We'll see that game later today. I'm recording this again on Monday. So you guys will already know uh, some of the final four teams by the time I'm even done recording this. Baylor-Arkansas is probably going to be the best game, I would have to say. The game I'm looking forward to the most, definitely, 
as I think Arkansas can can definitely beat Baylor. I would like to see Arkansas more than Baylor. Syracuse and Houston, I again, I didn't watch this game. Uh, Syracuse was fun in the first two rounds, but Houston is the better team and they proved it. Then we moved on to Sunday. These games were a lot more uh, boring other than UCLA, uh, Alabama. But it started with Gonzaga and Creighton. Gonzaga is the best team, period. I don't know anyone else. I don't know if anyone else is beating them. They beat up Creighton. They were dominant in the first two rounds. I don't see how anybody is beating the Zags team. The next game on Sunday, I was so surprised at this. Michigan and Florida State. I had Florida State in my bracket, which doesn't matter anymore because everybody's bracket's just totally ruined. Most of that thanks to Oral Roberts. But I had Florida State going to the Elite Eight. I liked their defense all season. It was it was okay. Really good near near the end in March. But they just could they couldn't stop anything. And they couldn't get their offense going. And Michigan State really rolled. Rolled rolled into a win. Rolled into the Elite Eight. For some reason, I think everybody wants to see Michigan lose. I don't know. I don't know if they're going to. I think if they get against Gonzaga in the Final Four, then yes. <laughs> uh, I just said nobody's going to beat Gonzaga. I don't think Michigan can beat them, definitely. UCLA over Alabama in overtime. We, we t- I talked about this a little earlier. It was probably the best game from Sunday. UCLA is hot right now. But if Michigan plays how they played against Florida... I don't think UCLA even has a chance. But I would say if you're Michigan, watch out. Because UCLA has proved that they can upset teams. And as I said just seconds ago, they're they're the hot team right now. So look out for UCLA over Michigan possibly. And the final Sweet 16 game was USC versus Oregon. USC dominated. And they'll move on to their, their first Elite Eight since 2001. So in the Elite Eight... To end off the college hoops talk for this week, in the Elite Eight, we have Gonzaga versus USC, Michigan versus UCLA, Oregon State versus Houston. I like Oregon State, but I think their magic is going to fade out in this game. And finally, Baylor versus Arkansas. As I said earlier, this is the game I'm looking forward to the most, and I'm going to pick Arkansas to win that one. Let's transition into some hockey, shall we? The Buffalo Sabres are on the verge of making NHL history, and it's not for a good reason. At the time of this recording, the Buffalo Sabres are in the midst of one of the longest losing streaks in National Hockey League history. The longest streak was set in, 2000, in the 2003-2004 season by the Pittsburgh Penguins, where they lost 18 consecutive games. Again, I'm recording this on Monday. They're set to play tonight against the Flyers. And the Flyers themselves, they have not been good lately. <laughs> They've been getting blown out. So I would say there's a chance for Buffalo to get something like like a, a messy 2-1 to one win tonight. But at the same time, Buffalo is... They're finding ways to lose. <laughs> that game against Boston, they found a way to lose that one. By the time you guys are hearing this, the Buffalo Sabres may have tied the record for most consecutive games lost. I don't know. It's interesting. Every offseason, 
we're thinking the Sabres are going to get better. They added players. And they have talent on that roster. That's what I don't get. I don't watch enough Buffalo Sabres games to really know what their problem is. Is it coaching? Is that the problem? Because they seem to have the talent. Is it goaltending? I couldn't tell you who their goaltender is. I don't know, but things have to change in Buffalo. The season ticket holders are not happy. The average fans <laughs> can't be happy, right? Something's got to give in Buffalo. Let's move over to the NFL. And this is just some quick news. Uh, the NFL is expected to announce that they're moving to a 17-game regular season this upcoming 2021 season. I don't really care for this move, to be honest. It seems unnecessary. Obviously, it makes the league and the owners more money. To me, there's more chance of injury. You don't have the 500 record. I wrote a blog post about this, so if you want to read more uh, about my thoughts on this situation, you can check it out there. Uh, the link will be in the description of this podcast, so swipe up on the cover, and you can find the link to that blog there. The Minnesota Vikings signed former Cowboys safety Xavier Woods to a one-year deal worth up $2.25 million. I love this deal for the Vikings. I think this is the best free agency that they've had in a while, fixing the defense that was just absolutely terrible. A lot of people in the offseason were saying how Zimmer should be able to fix this problem with the secondary or coach up this young talent. I don't want to put all the blame on him because it was a really inexperienced cornerback room specifically. You had Anthony Harris and Harrison Smith at safety. But I'm glad to see that they're making moves to fix this, specifically the cornerback position, because that is what caused a lot of the problems in Minnesota last season. I hope that they draft some offensive linemen. I hope they focus more on offense in the draft, maybe with some pass rush. I'm not too worried about getting pressure on the quarterback, though. You're going to get Daniel Hunter back, hopefully. There's rumors going around that he's not happy in Minnesota. But my expectation is he's going to be back. You're going to get Michael Pierce, who sat out last season due to COVID, which is totally fine. I understand that. But you're going to get him back. You have players already in the system that we know can get pressure on the quarterback. I'm not worried about the pass rush necessarily, but I'd still kind of like to see them add some depth pieces, maybe safety. Safety would be probably pretty high. Cornerback even, some depth. The Baltimore Ravens are signing wide receiver Sammy Watkins to a one-year $6 million deal. I like this for the Ravens. They're trying to get Lamar Jackson some help. And Watkins could possibly be this spark for this offense. Early in his career, he was at or around a 1,000-yard receiver. He's obviously slowed down the past couple of seasons. I think he'll be exciting to watch with Lamar Jackson. They're trying, right? I talked about this uh, in one of my other podcasts, that Lamar needs weapons to throw to. They were the worst passing offense in the league last season. So he can't he can't be a negative ad, right? They're they're recognizing that they need to to fix that position and they're they're making moves to do so. The trade market was pretty busy this week with the Miami Dolphins specifically. The Dolphins traded the third overall pick to the San Francisco 49ers for the 12th overall pick in 2021, a third round pick and two future first-round picks in 2022 
2023. This is a lot to give up if you're the 49ers. So my guess would be that they're going after one of the quarterbacks and they really, really, really like one of the quarterbacks towards the top of this draft class because you're not going to risk pretty much your entire future for, say, a wide receiver, right? Like, I don't know. That doesn't make sense to me. Why would they trade, really, two extra first-round picks and a third for a first one first round pick. It doesn't it doesn't really uh, make sense if you're not going to take a quarterback. So they obviously like one of those quarterbacks. Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be the long term answer in San Francisco. So it's clear that they're ready to move on from him and draft one of the young QBs. The Dolphins then traded the twelfth overall pick and next year's first rounder for the sixth pick with the Eagles. I think this means that Miami could possibly still be in the mix for another quarterback to add with Tua. I don't know. It's hard to say, right? Everybody does mock drafts. Everybody reads all these mock drafts, but you never know. Um, I think if the Eagles are dropping down to 12th, I think that might mean that they're kind of out of the quarterback position in the first round anyway. Uh, They need wide receivers. If I were the Eagles, I'd be taking one of the top wide receivers in this draft because that's what they really need. I don't know. We're going to have to wait to see. I believe it's about a month from the day that this releases. I believe it's on April 29th, the NFL draft. So we're just going to have to wait and see how that plays out. Last note that I want to make today is MLB opening day starts Thursday. I want to watch a lot more baseball this year. The Go Jays, other than that, (laughs) I don't really know what else to say. We'll, uh, we'll be talking more about it uh, next week when the season actually kicks off. I have no idea who's good, who's bad. I'm just ready to, uh, to get into some baseball this year. Thank you guys for listening. If you like the podcast, make sure you subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, wherever else you listen. Also follow me on Twitter at Hayden Talks, and you can also follow the podcast on Twitter at Hayden Sports Pod. Thank you again for listening, and I'll see you next week with another new episode.